You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back. I hope that you are enjoying the day, whatever day it is that you're listening to this. I want to just talk to you for just a few minutes about four filters that I think will help you as you endeavor to improve your communication. There's a lot that we could talk about. There's a lot that I want to talk about in regards to other things going on. But one of the things that that I hear regularly is communication, 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 which is important. I think it is important. And yet one of the things that I think is is most interesting to me in, in this day and age is that our communication, it feels like our communication is at an all-time low. The, our, our ability to communicate with people feels to me to be at, at an all-time low in regards to how people interact with each other, when people disagree with each other about something, what, whatever's going on. You know, if I bring up Donald Trump or Joe Biden, if I bring up gun control or Roe v. Wade, conversation shuts down. There's very few conversations. Yesterday, I had a conversation with someone and we were talking about some controversial issues and we went back and forth and it was a fine conversation. And at the end, and the person's younger in their, in their early 20s and the, and the person said, man, I don't have conversations like this with people anymore uh, about... Uh, uh, these types of uh, uh, subjects unless it's someone that I already agree with, which seems strange to me. And and I think that is a par for the course type of thing for our current society. Most of the conversations we have that go well are actually conversations with people that we agree. And those are easy conversations to have go well. In fact, what's interesting to me about those is not only do they typically go well because we agree with the person, but as they go, then what happens is, you, you know, if we if we agree with the person, and I've talked about this in the past, if we agree with the person, there, there's no like, oh, okay, I agree with you on all this, but I don't agree on that. Or, hey, you know what? You said this and it hurt me. I talked about that a little bit in a previous podcast. You know, like we need to be careful about how we present information. Um, we also need to be careful in how we take in information, how we disagree. Uh, and, and because we don't, I'm, you know, I've said this a thousand times, I'm not hundred percent guy. We don't have to agree on hundred percent of the things. And, and I think part of that is an overreaction, right? To people, we have two or three or four conversations where somebody says something that we disagree with, or we disagree with them and it doesn't go well. And so then that becomes our paradigm for how we view all conflict. And because we tend to be an all or nothing society, we withdraw or we go, you know, we go all out war. I want to talk about finding a space in between there. And I want to talk about four filters that I think you'll find beneficial in communicating with someone in better understanding your own communication skills. Okay. So these are four questions for us to ask ourselves. And then there's a couple that have a few sub questions. Question number one, is it true? Is whatever I'm about to say true? And I always start with this one. And it's always interesting to me when I talk to clients about it, how they're like, well, wait, what do you mean? Is it true? Well, it is what you're about to say true. And and the problem is we're often comfortable with the gist being true. We're often comfortable with the majority of what we're saying is true. And so that's good enough. And that actually isn't good enough. One of the things that is good enough then or becomes best is when we have the conversation and we make sure that we distinguish between what we know and what we think we know. And then we make sure that we present that 100% accurately, that we give the opportunity to admit that we could be wrong and we talk 
talk about, okay, so this is something that I saw. Well, that's true then. I saw that. Or this is something that I saw and this is what I thought it meant. That's true. This is what I saw and this is what it meant to you. I can't say that emphatically. And this becomes really difficult because one of the reasons that we do this is because our body craves certainty. The problem is when we misstate the second part, this is what I saw and this is what it meant to you, we immediately create defensiveness in most people, not everyone, but most people are going to react to that with some measure of defensiveness. They respond with this measure of defensiveness that creates distress in themselves, and then the conversation has a better chance of going sideways. As some of you know, I took up golf this summer for the first time, and so I've been watching videos, and one of the interesting things, I watched a video the other day, the instructor said that your golf swing lasts about a second and a half, and the last half second is your downward swing. And most people don't think about the upward swing and how that sets them up or it sets them up for success or failure. And a lot of times when we start talking about, is it true? That's what we're doing. We're trying to set ourselves up for success because if we're willing to have a conversation where we're willing to play a little loose with the truth, because well, it's mostly true, we're setting ourselves up for failure in the conversation. And so one of the things that we want to do is we want to avoid that. If at all possible, we want to avoid that because we want to start with, is it true? Now, if we've decided it's true, we need to ask ourselves, is it necessary? Now, for those of you who've been around for a while, you know the six rules uh, of communication. The fourth rule is, does it have to be a problem? This is the correlative question to that question. Is what I'm about to say necessary? In other words, okay, it's definitely bothering me. That's a truth. Let's something happened and it's bothering like right now as I'm recording this. My daughter told me that her vehicle doesn't have oil in it and it's been a while. And I guess she thought that I was going to get it. I thought that she was going to get it. Um, and, and I am, am bothered by that because I don't want her to break down. The other side of that is how much of it is necessary for me to talk to her about it. One of the things you have to decide, are you hangry, right? That's where you're hungry and angry at once. Are you upset because it was a bad day at work? Did your favorite sports team just lose? This is a dumb one, but it's regular for guys. Your favorite sports team just lose, so you're in a bad mood. Did the dog just pee on your favorite dress? What happened? Are there other things that happened that are escalating your emotions? So after we decide, yep, you know what, what I need to say is, or what I'm about to say is truth, we have to ask ourselves, is it necessary? necessary for me to say it. If I slept on it for 24 hours, would I feel better about it? This is an important question because it allows us to practice pausing for a second and asking ourselves, is what I'm about to say needed? Or if I wait 24 hours, is it really not going to bother me? If this happened to me 10 times, how many of the 10 times would I feel like I needed to talk about it? And if the majority of them is no, and this is true, like there are just, there are just days that go bad. There are just days that are frustrating. There are days where you're just tired. And, and you need to account for what's going on in your environment before you just go off and, and start talking to someone in an emotionally charged conversation. So is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And I like to tell clients probably the best way to ask this question is what is the kindest way that I can say whatever it is that I'm about to say? And you know, to be honest with you, there are times I struggle with because I like sarcasm. There are times that I like flippant humor. Uh, and, and sometimes that does is not kind. Sometimes I think it's kind, 
and the other person doesn't. And by and large, I think the listener gets to decide what is kind and what isn't kind. And then the speaker, we have to adjust accordingly. So if someone says, hey, look, that wasn't kind, I think it's okay to say, wait, what do you mean it wasn't kind? Because I typically view kind as something that is uh, only, or unkind, is only for the speaker's pleasure, or it doesn't take into account the listener's feelings. And, and, And there is a little bit of a dance here because sometimes things that need to be said are hurtful. They're not harmful, they're hurtful. And again, I've talked about this a lot, but sometimes the things that need to be said, the person's feelings are going to be a little bruised. They're going to be a little dampened. They're going to be a little sore. And sometimes you just have to decide, okay, you need to hear this and you might not like it. And it's okay to say those things, right? This is why we say, what is the kindest way possible? Because there are things that need to be said that people don't like. For instance, I had a conversation with somebody one time. I was like, you know, I'm not quite sure how to say this, but I'm just going to put it out there. Your track record in this area is not very good. So, and you seem to be running headlong into this decision. Help me understand why this one will be a better decision. And the person was offended and I get it. At the same time, it it was truth. It needed to be said. and, And that's the kindest way that I can think to ask the question like, hey, what's going on with you? Help me understand what you're doing because you've, you've tasked me with helping you to find healthy. Remember, kindness is concerned about how the person feels and helping them become the best version of themselves. This is really important to remember because if we have kindness down as just how other people feel about what we say, we're going to be stuck not communicating things that are necessary and needed for health for us to be able to help people feel as though we are helping them to grow. And and being a part of the lives, right? Good friends help each other grow. This is one of the reasons you should be very picky about who your good friends are. You should be very picky about the people that you allow into your inner circle because you will become like them. And then the last test, the last question is, is this helpful? In other words, what's the most helpful way that I can say what I have to say? Sometimes it's just a blunt question. Sometimes it's just questions that that the person actually gets there. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I just want you to know this happened. You did this and this is how I felt about it. And even if they don't agree, it's like, okay, I don't, I just want you to know. But it does come down. We have to ask ourselves, what is the, the helpfulness level of what we're saying? And you, you know, if something isn't helpful, then why are we saying it? And so the question becomes, how do we measure helpfulness? And this is going to be something that is unique to each relationship and each friendship. But the sense that I get is that most people know if what they're saying is helpful or unhelpful. And and this is, you know, something, one, one of the ways to measure this is, is what I'm saying for the betterment of the other person or for the betterment of our relationship. Um, and, and if it is, then then that's probably helpful. If it isn't, I, I, I don't know sitting here of a situation where the answer to that question would be no, and it would still be helpful, but th- there could be something there, right? It is a, it, it is a important question to ask that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Is what I'm saying helpful to the person, to the relationship, to the situation? And, and I think this is why people get in trouble sometimes. Uh, I talk a lot with some of my friends about what people say when, when grief is happening. And, and, you know, sometimes people say some really strange things when grief is happening. And, and I think the stress becomes, we all know people who have said some things when, when, other, when someone else was grieving, they said some things we were like, whoa, I am not interested in being that person. And, and so we don't say things. But sometimes not saying something is the unhelpful thing. And this is why we, we go back to, is it necessary, right? But, but if, if what I'm not saying isn't, if what I'm not saying would have been helpful to the person, then by not saying it, I'm not being helpful. And then I've got another problem. 
which is I'm putting my own feelings above the betterment of the other person, the betterment of the relationship. And so we want to go through these four filters. Is it is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it helpful? Be- because those conversations then tend to go better. Now, there is a kind of a fifth question that floats in my head, and that is, and this does go back to the is it necessary, but is it worth it? In other words, there's going to be a price to pay either way. I'm going to pay a price if I say it. I'm going to pay a price if I don't say it. Which one brings the more value? Which one has the more value, right? Price, cost, value. But that really can be answered under the is it necessary? And so these four filters, if we use them, I believe that they will bring better conversations for us. All right, so hopefully you'll you'll find these helpful. Probably nothing earth-shattering for most of you, but maybe put in a way that will succinctly help you. Uh, if you have questions, obviously email me, joe at joemartino.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.